Manx Radio Sport. Good evening and welcome to your latest instalment of Friday Sport Preview on Manx Radio. Rob Pritchard here with you until 6.30pm. Hope as ever you've had a great week so far. So, coming up tonight... Premier League leaders Peel face a tricky challenge against Inform Russian United as part of the latest fixtures across Manx football this Saturday. We're getting to the business end of the season for some of the Ireland's rugby teams taking part in UK competitions with two sides facing vital fixtures tomorrow whilst the Ravenscroft Manx trophy also continues. And fresh from signing a new deal, we hear from a TT racer who's made a move ahead of returning to the Snaefell Mountain course later this year. That is all to come this evening. Starting things off tonight, we take a look at the football fixtures taking place across the men's divisions tomorrow, Saturday the 18th of February. No game scheduled for Sunday, in fact, so let's take a look solely at those fixtures taking place on Saturday. And we welcome, as ever, for the first time this evening, Tony Meppham. Tony, very good evening. Good evening to you, Rob. Nights are getting lighter, so hopefully the warmer weather is coming and uh, we can get some evening games started towards the end of March, April, hopefully. You don't get that impression looking out the window here up at Broadcasting House, do you? It's absolutely pitch black out there, but hopefully longer nights to come. Okay, let's take a look at the fixtures on Saturday. All games kicking off at 2.30pm. We'll start from the Candle Life Men's Premier League. Six games, and we have to start with Douglas High School All Boys. They're going to be at home to Union Mills. Yeah, Douglas High School old boys have been playing quite well recently and uh, watched them in the cup uh, in extra time and had a good battle with Peel. As were with Union Mills, what a great performance uh, seven days ago against Laxey. And you, you could see why the forward line was good. It was in form and they finished their chances and that's what gave uh, Paul Giver's men those uh, points. So even though it's at Blackberry Lane, I just think uh, Union Mills with that result last week will have the bit between the teeth and they'll take maximum points. And then over at Glen Road, Laxey are at home. They're up against a Douglas Royal side. And Douglas Royal, well, I covered their game with St George's last weekend up at Bala Fletcher. Played some good football at times, but just maybe lacked a little bit of potency in the final third. That seemed to be the difference between the two sides. How do you think they'll fare away at Laxey this weekend? Yeah, and I'm surprised really with uh, Douglas Royal because, if anything, their strength is up front. Uh, Dominic McCarry Brennan's uh, always a handful. You've got Jamie Agnew in there. And, uh, you know, the others sort of filter through and supply. Toom Lewis Roberts is another one from. Uh, midfield or even defence but they're under a little bit of pressure when you look at that league table Rob because they're in 10th place with 11 points and uh, you know Moran on could just below them on 10 and then you've got uh, Douglas High School old boys on 9 so they could do with maximum points somewhere uh, amongst the next 2 or 3 games and against Laxey I don't know what happened last week I spoke to Johnny Palmer after the game and I said what went wrong because they've been playing so well okay they were missing uh, Glenn Walker but you know just it looked a lacklustre performance and he'll be hoping that he gets something more out of the team tomorrow and I just think the way it's gone for them Laxey should be narrow sort of uh, favourites for this one but I just think Douglas Hall might take it very well. And then from Glen Roads to Glen Crutchery Roads, we've got uh, St George's, who've been in a rich vein of form in the last couple of weeks, starting to turn things around, it seems. And they're going to be at home to St John's United. Yeah, they're playing well, scoring plenty of goals as well. And it does help when you've got still one of the best goal scorers uh, in front is uh, Kieran McNulty. You've got Chris Bass just behind him or alongside him. And defensively, Sean Quay's just come in and Johnny Myers is playing well. So well, well done to them all. Joel Ibanez has been a great acquisition for them to have him back in there. But uh, St John's, no, Dean Lease is in the FC Alabama squad, so that's a big, big shame for them. And I just think uh, St John's will prove too strong for them, even though St John's put a battling performance in against league leaders Peel. But I just think uh, St John's at the moment, the squad that they've got, will take the points. 
Very well. Then we move out to the West and possibly one of the ties of the weekend. The league lead is Peel. It's not going to be an easy test for them this one. They've already got that nice gap at the top of the Premier League. They'll be hoping to extend that. But it won't be very straightforward, you don't think, going on for on paper because they're up against an informed Russian United. Well, they are in, in form. And when you look at the points difference between them, uh, Rob, there's 19 points. Now, let's have a look at the Peel team. Uh, they've lost their talisman in uh, Reese Oates. He's out now for six to eight weeks with a cartilage problem. I'm glad it's not his ligaments that he had the big operation on. So speedy recovery, uh, Reese. But, you know, he's been scoring the goals. He was the league's leading goal scorer, the club's leading goal scorer, obviously. And without him, I just wonder where the goals are going to come from. If Paul Whitehead's fit, he's a, he's a big player to have. But as you rightly say, Russian at the moment playing really well with some good young players who are coming in. And if uh, Russian can show the same sort of determination that I saw against them uh, a couple of weeks ago, then I think Russian can beat Peel in this fixture. Very well. Then we move out to uh, one of the sides caught in that really tight battle at the bottom of the table, Onken. They're going to be at home to Ramsey. Yeah, it is. And uh, I think Onken are hoping maybe to have Tom Creer, but Tom's uh, been included also in FC Alamance team. Uh, so Ramsey have been playing well. Dylan Pickles has uh, been scoring plenty of goals. And I just think that, uh, you know, Aunt Ramsey will be too strong. I know it's at the stadium. Pitch will be fine because the weather's been good. But I just don't see Onken winning here and just heaps a little bit more pressure on them. Very well, and the final tie in the Canada Life Men's Premier League this weekend is another one of those teams struggling towards the bottom around. They're going to be at home to Air United. Yeah, it is, and uh, Air United have uh, sort of, you know, dropped down a little bit. They're in seventh place now, but uh, Nickert's uh, team still capable of uh, beating any of the teams in the league, as we've seen uh, this season, that they can challenge the top teams. And I just think uh, Moran, tighter pitch, that will help them. Uh, but I think uh, Air United's still got a good team out there. Johnny Shields has been excellent. And uh, when you look at uh, Declan Cummins, I noticed Aidan Cummins was included in the squad recently. With them sort of players around, I just think Air will prove too strong for Moran. Very well. That's the Canada Live Men's Premier League. We'll move into DPS Limited Division 2. We had four games scheduled. That is now down to three, though, we understand, Tony. Yeah, it is. Uh, Douglas Athletic can't field the team tomorrow uh, against uh, St Mary's, so St Mary's will be awarded the three points. Uh, but the other three games, Rob, I can confirm, are still on. Excellent. Well, let's start with down south. Castletown still trying to push toward those top places, trying to catch Michael United in second, who don't have a game, crucially, this weekend. Castletown, they'll be hosting Douglasson District. There's a right little battle going on at the top of uh, DPS Division 2. And, you know, well done to everyone there. And uh, when you look at it, you know, St Mary's are sitting pretty at the top, but they've played three games more than the second-place team. And I think uh, certainly Castletown against D&D, Looking at the league tables, Castletown, the amount of goals that they're scoring at the moment. Nathan Cardi's been banging them in and also Edward and De Silva. So I just think that um, Castletown will be too strong for Douglas and District, but take note of that result that they had in the FA Cup so they can turn it on when they want to. Very well. And then also down in the south, Colby, they'll be hosting Jim's. Yeah, and I watched Jim's recently and uh, they're all right. You know, they, they battle hard. Um, you know, they've got players playing out of position just to, you know, try and uh, put some pressure on the team that they're playing against but I think uh, with Colby Carl Hickey's come back into the squad he's fit again so that's good uh, new uh, manager in there and it always works well when someone at uh, the helm takes over so I just think uh, Colby will prove too strong for Jim's tomorrow afternoon Very well then rounding off DPS Limited Division 2 Foxdale and they'll be taking on Rams Youth Centre Yeah right next to each other in the league but uh, Rams Youth Centre played uh, 13 
games. Foxdale have played nine. Five points difference between the two. Uh, again, you know, Foxdale are still a battling team. Same as Ramsey Centre. They don't want to lose. So up at uh, Billy Goat. The pitch is good. Spoke to Alan Lemaire midweek. It's all in good nick. Make for a good game of football. But I'm going to go further away side. Ramsey Centre to take the points. Very well. Then let's take a quick look through the combination leagues. We'll start off with Canada Life. Combination won five games there this weekend. Union Mills against uh, Douglas High School Old Boys. I'm going to go for uh, Union Mills just to uh, sneak that one. Uh, Douglas Royal against Laxey. Laxey again got some good young players uh, coming through. I think those young players will prove technically good and uh, Laxey to win. Uh, Russian against uh, Peel. It's uh, two top teams, isn't it? So what a game this is going to be. You have to go for Russian. Still unbeaten so far this season. Ramsey against Duncan. Ramsey to win. And Air United against Moran. I'm going to go for Air to win. And last but certainly not least, rounding off Saturday, we have five games in DPS Limited Combination 2. We certainly do. And uh, Douglas and District against uh, Castletown. Going to go for Castletown to win. Uh, Jim's against Colby. I'll go for Colby just to take the victory. And in the other three remaining games uh, with, sorry, Michael against uh, Paul Rose. We'll go for uh, Paul Rose just to take that. And uh, Malou against uh, Braddon. Uh, the league tables, uh, t- you know, tell a story and Malou a second. So I just think they're going to win this one. And Ramsey U Centre against Foxdale. I'll go for Ramsey U Centre to win. Well, those are your Manx football fixtures for Saturday. And just a reminder, no games penned in for Sunday this week. Well, we've got two minutes or so, Tony. We'll just take a quick look at FC Isle of Man. A big win for them, a 4-1 home win against Earlham last Saturday, which brought to an end a six-game losing streak. They'll be looking to build momentum and keep taking themselves away from that relegation zone in the NWCFL Premier Division tomorrow when they take on bottom of the table Ashton Athletic. There are 13 points between the two sides and FC Alabama are now seven points clear of the relegation zone going into this weekend. But Ashton Athletic have picked up some much better results in recent weeks and last weekend a 2-0 win away at AFC Liverpool. You, can, you cannot take any positions in this table for granted. Paul Jones has said it. Tony, do you agree? Yeah, I would uh, agree. And let's look back at last week's performance. It was brilliant. Uh, they battled really hard. And um, shame about Furu Davies at the end, really, because, you know, they're a bit light on forwards at the moment. I know Sean Dawes in the squad tomorrow. Uh, but, uh, you know, Furu's fit and you want to keep him in that squad and in that momentum. But, you know, it was good defensively. I know Steve Whitley got man of the match and OK, but I thought Alex Maitland at the back was uh, superb. And just all round, we played some really good football. But, you know, if, if you're going to lose against Ashton, then you just put yourself under so much pressure. And when you look at, they've got Winsford coming up and then all the big guns are coming in towards the end, aren't they? So I think uh, three points tomorrow, you know, that will put them in a really good place and hopefully a win against Winsford. And then it's they can relax a little bit more and with players coming back from injury, it'll make them a lot stronger and hopefully it'll make them stay in that uh, league. They don't want to go down. I know I've been asked, I think, by yourself and, and Dave Moore, do you think relegation will help them to regroup? No. They want to stay where they are. Last season was amazing. Let's see if we can stay in now and then regroup in this league for next season. Just finally, one quick question. It's, I suppose, the million-dollar question that I put to Paul Jones at the end of the game against Earlham and uh, also this week. Um, how do they keep up this momentum? They obviously found themselves in this vicious cycle of losing recently, got that really good result at home on Saturday. So how do they get the opposite? How do they get into that, I suppose, winning mentality? It's not straightforward, is it? No, it isn't. And I think a lot of it, uh, Rob, you've played sport, is confidence uh, because the players are there. The players have got the ability, but it's just, um, you know, getting it to all come together on uh, match day. And, 
you know, we've watched the last uh, four or five home games and they've been unlucky in some of them. Um, but it's just having the players really challenging, getting stuck in. And, you know, second half last week, I thought they sort of came out better and they look really good. And, you know, with people like Sean Doyle coming back in and other people recovering from injury, Frank Jones won, then I think it's putting them in a good place and I think they can do it. Very well, Tony, thanks very much. We'll be catching up with you on a Saturday Live with Paul Moran and also on Saturday Sport Classified tomorrow. Thank you very much. And FC Isle of Man taking on National Athletic tomorrow at Brocksteeds Park, a 2pm kickoff. there. We'll hope to get some reaction from that game as and when it happens. OK, turning now to rugby, and we're really getting to the sharp end of the season for both Douglas and Vagabonds in the Regional 2 Northwest and Counties 3 ADM Langs Cheshire Leagues, respectively. Douglas have a chance to get themselves even further away from the foot of their division, but it could be a do-or-die situation for Vagabonds bonds as their challenging campaign this season continues. Uh, taking a look again at what's in store for them as well as the Manx Trophy competition locally this Saturday is Dave Christian. We start with uh, Douglas away at Broughton Park. Douglas 9th in uh, Regional 2 Northwest. Broughton Park 10th. Douglas has got a 7 point buffer and that's a good thing um, but Broughton Park have got a couple of games in hand which isn't necessarily a good thing. We're at the business end of the season too. Douglas only got uh, 3 fixtures left or 4 fixtures left. They really could do with some points Broughton Park below them in the table. They had a convincing win at Portishee earlier in the season. And uh, I think away from home, Douglas will be looking to go well. They'll certainly be targeting this game. I think they've got a home game against Wilmslow yet to come. And Wilmslow at the foot of the table too. So I think two wins from those. Douglas should be safe from relegation. Relegation is by no means a certainty either in these leagues. It all depends on what happens above and underneath. Um, the RFU trying to keep things as regional as possible so there's not too much travelling distances. This is just a, a, a little bit of a relegation battle they're in and not so much of a battle as well. They're in a reasonably comfortable position. They've had two fantastic home performances. Both ended in defeats, but they give shocks to teams at the top end of the table. They ran Anselmians very close in January and earlier this month they've ran Bowdoin very close as well. Both of those games, there was only a handful of points in it going into the final five minutes and uh, the opposition have just got a couple of breakaways that uh, have flattered them a little bit so Douglas just starting to perform well they've got a couple of new players in the squad as well Percy Hampton's uh, had a couple of runouts now uh, he's transferred from Southern Nomads and Toby Poole Wilson there uh, a couple of bench places for him uh, following his transfer from Western Vikings this is all going to be down to what sort of a team Douglas can travel with. If they can get their A team away, they're going to come back with the points. If they don't, uh, they're going to give Broughton Park uh, four or five points. And with Broughton Park having a couple of games in hand, uh, there's an opportunity there that uh, Douglas could just slip into that relegation zone. So uh, I think they'll be all hands to the pump this weekend. And uh, Douglas should be capable of bringing back some points. It's a little bit of a different position for Vagabonds in Counties 3, ADM, Lancashire, Cheshire. They're bottom of the table. They also have a seven-point buffer, but it's not the right way. They've got a little bit of a gap between them and the team immediately above them, which is Port Sunlight, and uh, they visit Port Sunlight this weekend. It's going to be difficult for Vagabonds over there. Uh, Port Sunlight 
have won three, Vegas have won one, statistically at least, but that was only a win because Old Bedians failed to turn up uh, on the Isle of Man for their game earlier this season, which meant Vegas were awarded five points. Without that, they'd probably be down and uh, dead and buried already. If they fail to win this one, I think we can say that they're definitely going to finish in the bottom of the table. Whether or not that means relegation is a slightly debatable question. Let's have a look at the regulations this week and... Uh, uh, well, they're very, very clear, but uh, equally opaque. It depends because Vagabonds are at level uh, eight in the rugby's tree, uh, level nine being the bottom level. If there are no clubs at level nine next season because nobody enters the competitions, then Vagabonds will effectively have no league to play in and they'll automatically drop into level eight. So there's the chance that they won't necessarily be relegated to level nine, but equally, uh, we don't know, maybe new clubs will come into the competition some will drop out and until the end of the season we don't really know. The Vangos have flickered with a couple of performances. Just before Christmas we were there with covering for Saturday Live. We've seen them play Duckenfield. Almost got there and Duckenfield just snatched out at the last with a, a conversion kick to win the match. We also seen them last week against Garstang. Garstang won that game 22 points to three but Vagabonds were in it for much of it and uh, the scoreline not that big. Vaga's just lacking a little bit of penetration going forward. They've got a couple of new players up there as well. Daniel Bomwick moved over from uh, Ramsey. He's not really had a chance. He's only played twice, I think, so far. He's not had a chance to influence the game or the way the teams play, yet, particularly when he's playing in the number 10 jersey and being at the heart of everything they're doing. They'll want him to be travelling and be on tip-top form. Uh, Mark Oldfield been playing well in the back row for them this season and I've been impressed uh, with uh, Cal Donnell in the centre. But other than that, the team is flattering to deceive. John Riley's got a bit of pace on the wing. Cam Finley can slot in just about anywhere in the back line, but they're just not scoring points. I think it's a big problem. And fingers crossed that they're able to do it. If they can uh, pick off Port Sunlight, they've got another winnable fixture. It's at home against Berry. It's their very last game of the season. They could get them off the bottom, but uh, I suspect that's not going to happen. Uh, in between, they've got to play league leaders, Hoylake. So uh, I'm not expecting big things from Vagabonds tomorrow, but wish them all the best in any case. Domestically, two games in the Ravenscroft Manx Trophy at Paulson Park, Castletown. Uh, Castletown will take on Western Vikings and Ramsey's Reds. And uh, at Balakilia Park, Port Erin, uh, Southern Nomads Greens will take on Ramsey's Blues and the Eastern Barbarians. Uh, as things stand, both games are due to kick off at 2.15. Manx Radio Sport. And finally tonight in motorsport and TT racer Rob Hodson has confirmed he'll ride in the colours of SMT Racing at the TT in 2023. He's agreed a season-long deal with Robin Croft's outfit and speaking about the move, he caught up with Dave Moore. We've kept in touch with Robin for the last few years since we was involved with him in 2018. So yeah, went up for a, just a, a chat with him and one thing led to another. We discussed different options for, for what you know for what he was wanting to do. Obviously last year he was uh, with John McGuinness so he wanted to do a bit more in more classes and we had a, had a chat and, and this is where we ended up so it's it's fantastic to uh, to be back involved with SMT racing and uh, you know have them back on the island uh, you know in full uh, full format was that the only deal on the table there was a couple of messages came through pretty much after we were sorted with that of course we was uh, we was with Daffabet racing last year so that was going to be a continuous thing and you know I I, dis- I weighed up me 
different options with themselves and uh, what was best to do for myself. And I decided this direction was something I wanted to uh, to pursue. So, yeah, really looking forward to getting going now. So what are you going to be riding? We've got a 2023 Honda CBR 1000 off Fireblade from Robin at SMT. And we've got uh, a Yamaha R6 Supersport bike from uh, Sean Dawson at VRS Recovery and uh, a Kawasaki Z650 from KH Commercials. So we've got a full stable of bikes and, and they're all of a of a proper decent spec, you know. So I'm, um, yeah, look, I'm looking forward to getting out on them all, to be honest. The Fireblade, Superbike or Superstock? So it's uh, the Fireblade's uh, a Superstock, which will run in Superbike, Senior mm-hmm. and, you know, Superstock classes. So it'll have, um, it'll have a third job on its hands, but, uh, you know, the... Keeping with that, uh, just the one bike, you know, hopefully pay off. We can get a good feeling for it. And without sort of having too many bikes in the in the stable, you know, it can start confusing things with the, you know, switching between hmm. Superbike and Superstock. So just the one, uh, the 1,000cc will be, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy with that. Every year in your career, it is a progression. Are you satisfied with the way things are going? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last, uh, last year... At the uh, the TT, especially we we made big pro- progress with the, you know, especially the the Super Twin and Super Sport lap times increased quite uh, quite a bit. So yeah, hopefully with uh, with this new uh, SMT Fireblade, we can uh, we can make the same progress this year. And yeah, yeah, we can really start pushing towards the top ten. Your pre TT preparations, what do they involve? Next week we go to uh, to Calafat in Spain. For a three-day shakedown on the uh, on the Fireblade, and then after that we'll be we'll be back home for a, a couple of uh, smaller tests and meetings just before the the TT. The plan was to go to the Northwest 200 as a as a newcomer this year with uh, with all three bikes, but that's uh, that's looking very questionable at the moment. So that's uh, something that's you know may happen in the background, but yeah, we'll be we'll be doing as much as we can on the uh, on the build up to the 2023 TT. Manx Radio Sport. That's all we have time for on Friday Sport Preview this week. Many thanks to my guests this week, Tony Meppham, Dave Christian and Rob Hodson. Have yourself a wonderful Friday, whatever you're doing, and have a wonderful weekend as well. Chris Kinley is here with you next. And from me, until next time, it's bye for now. The Nation Station, Manx Radio.